This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 423. And the quote of the day is, a wise person knows that there is something to be learned from everyone. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. What's going on? How are you? This is Nick. This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, episode 423. Hope all is well in your world. And I'm, if this sounds a little weird, I'm still on the East Coast. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still sort of on this working vacation. And I leave tomorrow, so I'm recording this not on the uh, or not in my normal studio. But Justin always makes these sound so good. So you may not be able to tell. But uh, if it sounds a little weird, that's why I'm not doing this in my in my normal studio. Hey, quick note. I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by my friends at Dream Symbols, and there is a way that you can get some really inexpensive symbols. Uh, you can take your old broken symbols. They have a recycling program. You can bring them into a participating dealer, and you can trade them in on a new Dream Symbol or gong. Every inch of symbol that you bring in gets you a dollar off of a new Dream Symbol. So you bring in two 20-inch ride symbols, then you will get 40 bucks off a brand new Dream Symbol or gong. Also, there's a way that you can win some free dream symbols if you participate in the DR60 on Instagram. How it works is you go to Instagram, turn on your notifications for Drummer's Resource, and every time we post something, you comment on the post within 60 seconds, use the hashtag DR60, and you'll automatically be entered to win some free prizes. Not just dream symbols. I mean, there's we're giving away a bunch of stuff on there all the time. So again, go on to a new post on Drummer's Resource. Leave a comment, leave the hashtag DR60, and leave a good comment so that it sparks a conversation, not just like a thumbs up or something like that, which most people try to do. Anyway, that's a cool way for you to win some cool gear, some symbols, and all kinds of different stuff. So there's that. So let's get into this conversation, this this topic that I want to talk about. So a lot of times I get the question, Nick, what's your favorite drummer's resource episode? And, you know, people will email me, hey, I just found your I just found your podcast. Which one is your favorite? Or, you know, hey, I've been listening for a while, but, you know, I know that you have 400 episodes. Which one should I listen to? And the truth is, I've done 420 of these and I can't pick favorites I because I legitimately just enjoyed all of them and I've learned something from all of them. And it would be completely impossible to say, you know, number 375 is my favorite or something like that. But I will say that there have been specific episodes that were really impactful in in my everyday life. And I thought that would be cool to share with you because like I said, every single episode I've enjoyed, I've learned something from every episode, whether it's something minor, whether it's something major. So I can't pick favorites, but I can say that these particular episodes have impacted my life and really impact how I either run my day or my practice sessions or or whatever it is and and have had lasting effects on my life. So, I'm going to get into these. I'm going to let you know what episodes they were, you know, who it was and then also what I learned from them. So, the first one is Benny Greb's episode. Now, I've had Benny on the podcast a few times, but the first episode was episode 52, and we talk all about practice, and there's a lot of stuff that that he talked about that really blew my mind, and one of the things was that he takes specific things and he'll work on them 
for 30 or 60 or 90 days and not work on anything else. And he videotapes himself in the beginning. And then he videotapes himself like, you know, a couple weeks later and then a couple weeks later. So he can constantly give himself real time feedback on his practice and how he's doing and if he's getting better. And I thought I I never really thought of it doing it like that because I think that we all get overwhelmed with the stuff that we want to practice. So we go into the practice room and we're like, okay, today I'm going to work on these nine things. And then tomorrow I'm going to work on these other seven things. And then the next day we're going to work on these nine things. And we tend to try to do too much. And it was really eye-opening and refreshing to hear from Benny where he's like, no, I just work on one thing for 30, 60, 90 days, depending on how long I think I need to work on it. And one of the things that he said that really stuck out in my mind, he said, if you give yourself feedback and you see the progress that you're making, then motivation becomes non-existent, meaning you won't need motivation because that will be motivation enough because you're actually going to see the progress that you're making. So I've implemented that not only my practice routine, but I've implemented that in working out. I've implemented that in business. I've implemented that throughout everything in my life where I'm either filming myself when it comes to practicing, I'm taking pictures of myself in the mirror you know, when I'm wor- working out so I can look every week or every two weeks or every three weeks so I can see progress. I'm measuring. you know, I get, do body measurements. I weigh myself all the time. So I'm always measuring and and giving myself real-time feedback of what I'm doing and whether it's working or not. And there's another quote, what gets measured gets managed, meaning that whatever you constantly keep track of, you will always manage that. So if you keep track of where you spend your money or you keep track of where you spend your time or you keep track of what you eat, whatever it is, whatever you whatever you measured will always get managed and it will it will get better because it's like putting a magnifying glass on what you're doing. So that episode with Benny was really eye-opening for me. That's episode 52, so I recommend that you check that out if it it's great for practice stuff, but it's actually really good just for everyday life stuff. So that's the first one. The second one is episode 55 with Michael Carvin. Now, Michael is someone who I've had on the podcast a few times as well, but this episode, episode 52, uh, was the first time I had him on and was extremely eye-opening for me on multiple levels. So like that, I think this one is probably the most impactful episode that I've ever done for me personally because of maybe of where I was in my life and some things that Michael and I were talking about. But one of the big things that I got out of it was we were talking about practice and uh, how people want to start practice routines. And I said, Michael, how off, how long do you suggest that people practice? And he said, if they're not practicing at all, I, su- suge- I suggest they practice five minutes. And I said, five minutes? And he said, yeah, five minutes. That's all you need because people are going to go and say, oh, I'm going to start practicing you know, an hour a day, every day, starting tomorrow. And if you're not practicing at all, you haven't developed that habit to do it. And you're going to get in there and you may practice for an hour, but the next day it's going to seem like it's too overwhelming to go in and practice for an hour again. Long story short, you're going to fail. So, and I've talked about this on the podcast, but one of the big things was this story that he told me about a friend of his that was trying to get in shape. And he said, Michael, I want to go to the gym. I I, I just can't force, I can't go to the, I just can't get myself to go to the gym. I really want to lose weight. I want to start working out. Michael said, here's what you do. Tomorrow morning, drive to the gym, pull into the parking lot, walk up to the door of the gym, put your touch the handle, and then turn around and walk back and get in your car. And the guy said, what? And he goes, yeah, and then drive home. And he said, well, Michael, if I'm going to do that, I might as well go to the gym. And Michael said, well, then go to the gym. 
if you're there, but your goal is only to touch the handle. If you go in and work out, that's great, but your goal is to touch the handle. And the psychology behind it is going up and touching the handle isn't a hard task. And once you do that, you'll say, well, I'm here. I might as well go in. Even if I work out for five minutes, I might as well go in. And what happens is you usually go in, you do your full workout and then you feel good about it. But I told my wife this story and this has turned into a metaphor that we use literally every day in our lives when we're talking about accomplishing something, when we're talking about doing something that we don't want to do, when we're talking about you know, starting a new project or going to the gym or whatever it is. And anytime she doesn't feel like doing something or I don't feel like doing something, we just look at the other person. We just say, just touch the handle. And it ever, I'm literally like ever since this episode, it has totally worked itself into our lives. And it's amazing how often we use this metaphor and how often it works for whatever it is. So she's starting a this, uh, this new program, this schooling, and she had all this work to do a couple of weeks ago. She was like, I don't want to do it. I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's Saturday. I want to do something with you, whatever. I don't, <clears throat> I don't feel like doing all this work. I said, just touch the handle. And she gets the work done. And same thing with me. I want to go to the gym. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym. She's just like, just touch the handle. So check out that episode. It's episode 55. It's an amazing episode, the whole entire episode. So there, I mean, there is a lot, a lot of life lessons in there that you can use for drumming or anything else. Uh, but check that out and also try that in your life, whether it be the gym, whether it be going to practice, whatever it is, use that metaphor, just touch the handle. Just, if you have a school project that you need to work on, just touch the handle, sit down and open up your laptop right? Step one. Or if you have to, if you, you know that you want to go practice, but you don't feel like going or whatever, just go to the studio or just sit behind your kit or whatever it is. Just touch the handle, take that first step and see how that will uh, get you to actually do the thing that you're sort of procrastinating on or, or putting off. So check that out. That's episode 55 with Michael Carvin. I've been checking out the new Sonar SQ1 kits and they are sick. You know who else thinks they're sick? Chris Coleman. I'll let him take it from here. When I hear something inside of me, I have to get it out. I have to get the sound that's within me out. Whatever I'm feeling in the moment, I go for it. And I may create something fresh and new for me. Something I may change about it, something I may not. I'm just going with the flow. Sonar's done it. SQ1, my sonar drummer. Check him out. You dig him. Number three, and these are no no particular order. They're just in, in numerical order of how they showed up on the podcast. So number three is Calvin Rogers. And I think all of you have heard me talk about my love for Calvin Rogers. I love that dude. He's an amazing person. His his episode was great. And then I had him back on the podcast. I had him as part of Drummer's Resource Pro uh, to do a masterclass. I just love the dude. And one of the main things that I got from Calvin was he was playing a lot of, of uh, R&B gigs. He was playing with R. Kelly and a bunch of different people. And he wanted to stay in gospel music and he wanted to focus on gospel music and he wanted to make the transition of, of only playing gospel music. 
And everyone was like, dude, you don't know what, like, this is a mistake. Do not do this. You're not going to be able to have a good career because of money-wise. Like, you're, you're just, there's not enough money. You're not going to be able to do it. You're like, you should be doing these bigger tours with these big R&B acts. Like, you're foolish. Do not do this. And he said, I have to do this. This is what is right for me. And this is the, this is the thing that I know is going to make me happy. And I believe that I can do it. And he went out and did it. And now, as everyone knows, you know, as they say, the rest is history. And Calvin Rogers is one of the most in-demand gospel drummers in the world. And the the message or the lesson that I really learned from that is that it doesn't matter what other people think about what you want to do. It doesn't matter what direction people want you to go. You have to do what's right for you. And this and as we were having this conversation, there was some transitional stuff going on with me. And uh, as you know, I was in the restaurant business and I was sort of getting out of that business and, and getting deeper into drummer's resource and, and doing some other music stuff. And it was weighing heavily on me because I know that my, my family wanted me to stay in this business. Calvin sort of solidified my thinking or, or gave me some great perspective about it uh, uh, as we're having the, as we're doing the interview. And, so it really opened up my eyes to the fact that, and I know that people talk about it all the time, but Calvin being that shining example was great for me and it was super impactful. So that message that that I think that you can get out of it too is that go in the direction that you want to go in. Do the things that are, you know are going to make you happy, even if one, people don't think it's a good idea. Now don't, you know, don't be foolish about it, but you know, if people don't think it's a good idea or think you should be going somewhere else and you hear it all the time, like someone ends up being a lawyer when they're like, I actually just wanted to be a chef, but my parents, you know, really wanted me to be a lawyer. So understanding that you are in control of your life and the things that are, that are going to make you happy are the things that you should be pursuing and not trying to appease other people and make other people happy. So super impactful episode. That's number 90 with Calvin Rogers. The next one is 174 with Billy Martin. I've been listening to Modesky, Martin, and Wood since I was, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old. So I've always just had a a great respect for Billy as a player. Then we had a conversation on the podcast, and what I really got out of out of Billy's or out of the conversation with Billy, excuse me, was the idea that it doesn't necessarily matter what you're doing in the music business. It doesn't necessarily matter whether you're playing full-time or whether you're playing part-time or whether you play drums on the weekend and work for a record label, or if you play drums on the weekend and, you know, work as a media, work in a media company in the music business, or you play every three months, you know, with your friends down the street. And I was already talking a lot about this and I talk you know I talked about changing the narrative of what it means to be a successful drummer and to hear it from Billy to talk about you don't have to always just do this one thing full time and that's okay was a I guess it was sort of like a like permission from him not that I thought that I needed permission from anyone but having that conversation with Billy and to have him sort of second that notion of saying yeah it doesn't matter it does not matter if you're full time part time playing on major tours playing at the bar down the street it doesn't matter 
that doesn't make you successful or unsuccessful. It's all about what you want to do, what works for you. If you have a family, if you don't, if you want, you know, if you want more money, like if you want, if you want a beach house and, you know, and you want some fancy cars and all that stuff, you should probably have a day gig and just play on the weekends. And guess what? That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. So that lesson from Billy and and the ideas that he was sharing about that were really impactful for me. And I got a lot of people coming, like sending me messages about it, talking about how much they enjoyed that conversation as well. Totally eye-opening and and totally a message that I think everyone needs to hear. You've heard me talk about it before, but I think a lot of times we think you're either a full-time drummer and that means you're successful. And if you have a day gig and you play on the weekends, then you're unsuccessful, which is complete and utter BS. Like seriously. So get that thought out of your mind. If you've ever had that, go back and listen to the episode that I did with changing the narrative of what it means to be a successful drummer and listen to Billy's episode, which is number 174. The next one is 384, which is with Craig Ballantyne. Now, this is a recent episode, but Craig Ballantyne wrote a book called The Perfect Day Formula, and I read the book a long time ago. It was super impactful for me, and I always, I've always been the type of person where I think I could do everything, and I try to do, you know, I try to have 87 different goals, and I have nine different businesses, and play in 17 different bands, and all. it just it doesn't work, right? It's impossible to do. And I've done a lot of studying and a lot of a lot of uh, research on how to goal set and this and that. And I and actually the last episode that I did this past Friday about developing your own systems was <clears throat> I, I went through that whole journey of like d- figuring out what the best way is to goal set and how many goals to set and how do you do it properly and all these other things. But Craig's episode or I'm sorry, Craig's book was a complete game changer for me. And helped me understand that, okay, you have to set up certain systems, set four main, you know, four main goals, health, wealth, social self, and personal enrichment, and then get some action goals to be, to, to get to those goals that you want. And that's it. And it's a clear cut way to set goals and to achieve those goals. And it was so life altering for me that I was like, I have to have Craig on this podcast. So I brought him on. We talked about it. That was episode 384. And he breaks it down a lot more eloquently than I can. And so I suggest if you're if you haven't listened to that episode, uh, then you should go back and check it out. It's episode 384 with Craig Ballantyne. And that, like I said, the the book was super impactful for me. And I read it maybe two and a half years ago, maybe even more. And so I brought him on the podcast. So the the episode itself wasn't that game changing for me, but the um, but the message that Craig has in his book was was super important. So I wanted to bring him on the podcast. So check that out. So that's three eighty four. So the five episodes I highly recommend you check out: fifty two with Benny Greb, fifty five with Michael Carvin, ninety with Calvin Rogers, one seventy four with Billy Martin, three eighty four with Craig Ballantyne. So I hope you check those out. I hope you got some great info from this. And if you have any questions about any of these, please let me know. Shoot me an email, nick at drummersresource.com. I'm on Instagram at nick, at the Nick Ruffini. On, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm on Instagram and uh, Twitter at the Nick Ruffini. And we're on Instagram at Drummers Resource. I'm rambling. I'm going to let you go. Thanks for listening. I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.